Hey, this is Jason Cass back once again with Agents Influence Podcast, and uh, hello to all you listeners out there. Uh, this is going to be the final and last installment for the month of Mar. I'm sorry, for the summer of marketing, uh, where we have journeyed down the road and we have met with uh, with me myself. I obviously did the first one. We did Ryan Hanley. We had Brent Kelly. Um, we've had uh, me actually getting interviewed by Billy Van Jura. We've had a, a couple other really great, great podcasts, and I think we're going to end it off with a really, really good one as well. Um, so I can't wait to tell you who we're going to be talking to. I will give you a heads up. It's going to be about Google+. Plus. It's going to be actually about Google marketing, I should say, Google search, everything that has to do with Google. And it also is going to have to do with Facebook marketing as well. And uh, as you know from being a loyal listener of the show, sometimes you never know where it's going to go. So hang on to your hats and uh, sit back and relax because this is going to be a fun one. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though, before we get on to that is... As you guys always hear me say, it's very important to know that there's a number one best-selling book out there, uh, Insurance uh, Customer Service is Just Foreplay. You can go to insuranceforeplay.com, insuranceforeplay.com, and find out some stuff about it. If you've been out there and you've read it, I get a lot of feedback and a lot of reviews, and if you've emailed me, you know my reply to you always is, thanks for reading it, thanks for spreading the word, but also most importantly, could you take a second and could you go write me a review on Amazon? Just go to amazon.com, write in the search bar, put in customer Customer service is just foreplay. Boom, it'll pop up and you can leave me a review with all the others that have. That's the way that we spread the word. That's the way that we get the word out to other agents so that agents can then take the word and continue it on. That's how we're going to move this industry forward. When we're all thinking not the same thing, but in the same general direction, still as independents, but together, as we're going forward and we all have the same vision for where we need to be as an industry, we start speaking the same language. When we start speaking the same language, we start communicating the same message to our territory reps and to those who meet in the, in the, in the company side or other insurance professionals. When we start speaking the similar to same language, we start that forward motion and we continue it on the way that we need to go. I'm reading a book right now and I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm going to do a whole series on it in a couple months um, and it's going to be called um, now the book is called Blue Ocean Strategy, and I got to tell you guys, this book—I mean, page by page—is unbelievably blowing my mind. It's—I've uh, read a lot of good books out there, but this one is very, very important to where we're going. So, just a uh, little side note there. Also, want to let you know that for the next uh, month and the month of September, I'm going to be doing the month of the young agent. Um, I've already got a couple young agents lined up that are spectacular at what they do. Um, and then I'm also even going to talk to my own producer agents, and I'm thinking I'm going to get somebody else to interview them um, and have them bring on because I do have two young agents that are right here in my office that are uh, setting the world ablaze, and I believe that they don't have many other skills that anybody else does, and it's just they have a belief in the vision, a belief in their product, a belief in themselves, and a belief heavily in belief in helping others, and I think that's what's making them successful. But in the meantime, last but not least, thank you, thank you, thank you. Take a second. I take my time to do this show, and I do it for you, and I do it for your voice to project it around the world. Take just a small second. Go to iTunes or just go to Google and put in Agents Influence Podcast iTunes. It'll take you right there. Go in there and write me a review or go put in Stitcher um, uh, Agents Influence Podcast right in Google. Boom, click it. Go there. Write me a review telling us uh, what you think about the show. You, you have no idea how much those reviews mean, and you also have no idea that when you do it, how much I greatly appreciate it. But in the meantime, let's go. Let's go. 
once again. Uh, we're going to roll right into it. Uh, so I told you guys we were going to be talking about some um, some so some things, anything that has to do with Google pretty much. But we're going to be talking about Google Local and Google Search particularly. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about Facebook marketing. Now, I am, you know, I don't know exactly where we're going to go and how much on each subject, but that is two things that we decided to talk about. So I'd like to introduce uh, Eddie Emmett uh, to the show. Eddie, say hi. And hey, how you doing? We're doing fantastic, and we're glad to have you on, Eddie. So, uh, Eddie, I'm not going to steal your thunder, um, but what I'd like to do is before we get into who you are and who you work for and the fact that you do a lot of great things, um, before we get on to that, let me ask you a famous question that the listeners love to know. Are you an iPhone or a Droid user? My cell phone is a Droid, okay. but I love my iPad. Oh, Oh, a little hybrid here. I like that. <laughs> By technology. I got it, you know. So that that's cool. That's cool. Okay. All right. Well, see, you know, seems like you're just like me and everybody else in the world, Eddie, you're lost. <laughs> so anyways. So anyways, uh, so Eddie, tell us, give us the two-minute spiel. Go back to high school. Go back to college. Go back to diapers, whenever you want, and tell us about where you were and where and how you got to where you are now. My father suggested in 1976 that I get into the insurance business. So I did. Wow. Okay. A long time ago. And um, in 1988, I was asked to start producing a newsletter for the insurance industry, independent insurance agents in Georgia. Uh, I never had done anything like that before, but that, that didn't stop me. And, uh, and I found that I had a certain talent for it, and it grew. And it begat putting on conventions for insurance agents and insurance companies. Personally, just, uh, again, not knowing what I was doing. Uh, and it's grown. And now, well, in fact, two years ago, uh, I, up until two years ago, I was one of the owners of the largest group of insurance agencies in Atlanta, Georgia. We sold. And then I started um, doing this part-time thing. I started doing it full-time. And since that time, I've been uh, helping um, insurance agents and insurance agent organizations in the southeast United States. Um, I'm always looking for software and ideas that can help the in independent insurance agents grow. And that's pretty much what it is. That's where I am today. So, okay, so you, so you're actually been selling. Is that, am oh, I correct? Absolutely, up until two years ago. Okay, yes. Two years ago. Okay, fantastic. And then you're enjoying this uh, thing you called retirement, but now you're probably working just as hard as you were before. Am I right, Eddie? Well, actually more, uh, because um, I, practically everything I do is uh, internet-based. I can do it from anywhere, and I do from anywhere at any time. Of course, I do put on uh, uh, personal uh, classroom seminars, but... Um, um, and I enjoy those too. Yeah, working harder than ever. So, Eddie, um, what did you sell? Did you sell commercial lines? Were you personal lines? Well, it was uh, per personal lines. Personal yes. lines. Okay, and that and that's pretty much your main focus your whole whole life there. That's true. Fantastic. Did you do any of the things uh, up to two years ago that you are telling and ex and having agents do now, or is this something that you've newly kind of just got into in the last two, three, four, five years? Oh, I got into it about four or five years ago, and I started um, implementing those in our agencies. But uh, it's been since I've been out of the agencies that, that this internet marketing and social media has just blown sky high. Mm -hmm. 
I, it it, it kind of makes me wish that um, I was still in the business because there is um, it, it's unbelievable what uh, independent insurance agents can do if they just if they are, if they're shown how to do it and they understand the impact of it. That is correct. There, so so let's get on to that. Anyways, what? And by the way, Eddie, real quick, what did your father do? Why did he encourage you to go into the insurance business? He he worked in a what um, in Gainesville, Georgia, is called a cotton mill. He would um, he would come home dirty every day. He'd have cotton fibers in his hair, and he didn't want his five sons, who all, by the way, are in the insurance industry in Georgia. He didn't want them to um, uh, to 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 grow up that way. And so, what specifically was the insurance industry? Well, it was property and casualty. Uh, I, I went to work with the Georgia Farm Bureau, uh, and eventually went into the independent side. All right, all right. That's good. It's good. I, I find out that you know there's a, there's a benefit actually to being on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, I mean, they, 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 the, as we know, the, the captive and the direct side, as the dark side, also known as, is the, is, is not where we want to be, I think, as we go through our business career, and especially at the end. But I got to say, it's not a bad place to start. And, um, and the reason I say that is only because of one of our biggest weaknesses in the independent insurance system is our training. And I've got to say, it's getting better. We have a lot more training opportunities today than we did a year, three, and five years ago. Um, but uh, I've got one agent in my office that came from a direct captive writer who has unbelievable sales and skills and coverage knowledge because of his background. I have another one who didn't come through that, and so we're putting him through a lot of that training now. And through SIAA, the Strategic Insurance Agency Alliance, they now have their own grooming producers um, kind of school, I guess I should say. Still costs a lot of money, but it's a lot less than some of the other big boys. And it's been pretty successful with the agents coming out of there. So it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's good to start out at the beginning, maybe like you did at the Farm Bureau. I don't know if training was such a huge thing like it is today. Back then, maybe it was, maybe it's not. But uh, just my thoughts. I'll get on, I'll get on with this. Um, so let's, let's talk about this because, you know, okay, so listeners, check this out. Check these beans. So I'm out there talking, and I'm and I'm talking with Eddie was introduced to me through somebody, through somebody, through somebody. And when you're really good and you're the cream, you rise to the top. Eddie rose to the top. I got introduced to him, and we started talking. And he said something to me on the phone. He said, "Jason." He said, uh, "One thing I want to ask you about." He said, "Did you see what went on back on uh, uh, what was it, Eddie? August sixth, August seventh." August 6th, August yes. August 6th. And I said, no, Eddie, tell me. He said, you know that it went from a seven-pack to a three-pack. Well, see, you guys are sitting here listening, and you're thinking, what are you guys talking about, beer, soda? No, <laughs> no. Eddie and I, being the geeks that we are, we were never talking about it. And so I started saying to him, I said, no, I never heard about this. He said, Jason, check this out. So I said, Eddie, this is going to be great for the podcast. So I'm going to open it up, Eddie, and I'm going to turn it over to you here. But just as you guys know, if you guys go on Google and you do a little search for you know, the name of your town and then put in insurance or you put in hair salons or you put in grocery stores, whatever you would do, and you know how you get those little local search results. So usually at the top, you get two, three, four paid links by Google. Then right under that, you usually get those local results. And then underneath that is where you get your, your, your 10, top 10 links. And, and in that local, if you've never noticed, you probably haven't because you may not be a geek about this like Eddie and I are, there's always seven listed there. 
And that changed as of August 6th. And it was so big that I didn't even know about it. I can't even believe it. I felt embarrassed that I didn't know about something like this. So Eddie, take that away. Why did this happen? What's Google's strategy? And how can agents, is it better now that there's only three and rather than seven? And how can agents harness that? Let's kind of take those one by, by one. Kind of explain to us this impact in your vision of what you see happen and why it's happening. Okay. Well, to give a little history, a few years ago, Google and Yahoo and Bing, the uh, big, big um, internet uh, explorers, they, they realized that uh, when people were searching, that they usually were searching for a local service or a business. So they created, at one fell swoop, almost 40 million one-page websites for all of the businesses. And the way they created it was they gathered together bits and pieces of information from everywhere. They didn't guarantee that the information was going to be totally correct. And they encouraged the owners of those businesses, independent insurance agents and every other type of business, to go in and claim the listing and when they cl- for free. And when they claimed the listing, they also were ask to uh, correct the information, to populate it with good information, such as uh, address, name of the business, types of uh, monies taken, the categories of, uh, of products or services that they offer. Uh, they encourage them to put in uh, pictures, uh, videos, uh, any other information that could help them be more relevant. And in exchange, Google created a spot on page one and we called it the seven pack and it was the top seven entities of whatever that particular service or product was and they would appear on that first page that uh, seven pack position could not be purchased you can pay money to advertise at the top you can pay money to advertise on the side on the right side but that primo spot could not be bought by anyone and it was only good for brick and mortar locations us independent insurance agents people who work in the community now I and other people have been encouraging insurance agents over the years to go in and claim those listings well some do some just claim it and don't really do anything to it some take a little extra effort uh, I have a booklet out there that tells you how to takes you by the hand and gives you screenshots on how to do all of that stuff. But the point is, you do that, and you also start asking for reviews, kind of like you did a while ago, and uh, and also correcting the citations. Citations are those uh, online directories where your name is listed somewhere else. You correct all of that information and have consistent information. And you will almost invariably be one of those seven. Now, back on August the 6th, Google decided to shrink it down to a three-pack. So all of those four through seven positions no longer appear. And the reason they did it is that they're wanting to promote more of their advertising, pure and simple. Now, here's something that's kind of uh, ironic. Oh, and by the way, on those three-pack, they also took away your address. It shows your street. It doesn't show your city. It doesn't show your zip. It doesn't have um, um, 
Let's see. It has your business name. It allows, it has a place for your website. Um, and it also has a place for you could to call. They did it so that it would conform with the uh, mobile-friendly um, way that Google has been going. They wanted um, agents uh, to, whenever they try to access, I say agents, um, prospective clients, whenever they're looking up a local business, they wanted uh, that information to be uh, fairly similar or almost identical, regardless to what device is being used. Uh, the cell phone, the iPad, or even a desktop or a laptop. Now, if a person clicks one of those three, top three, it takes them to a, a, a page that shows more information. But on the left-hand side, it lists all of their competitors. So not all is lost. But uh, but it has changed changed the game as far as um, um, being on page one of Google. Uh, the rest of the page, by the way, is almost invariably populated with lead aggregators because they have learned how to do the things that will get them on page one and page two and not be a brick-and-mortar location. Okay. So let's back up there. So there's a couple things you were talking about. So citations. Let's talk let's talk about that because as the <laughs> listeners out there, I'm willing to say Eddie probably 99% of them have no idea when we're talking about a citation. They're thinking like they've been speeding or something <laughs> like that and they're getting a citation. So to 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 say it simply, a citation is basically a listing in a way that you have out there. So if you've ever went out to Merchant Circle or if you've ever typed in go what you need to do is you need to go to your, your um, Google and you need to put in your agency name in Google and hit enter. And you're going to see yourself pop up under, you know, Merchant Circle and I think Centra or what all these all these listings are, whether it's Yahoo, whether it's Bing, um, all of these of these directories, all these sites that have a directory that lists you. That is each a citation. And based on that, keep in mind, guys, that um, taken away, not time to take your, your thunder here, Eddie, but one of the things that we have to understand about Google is is that Google has a job, and they really do. And their job is is that when someone goes in and puts a question into that blue box, their job is to give the user the best possible answer, the best possible answer, no ifs, ands, buts about it. If they don't, They'll go out of business to being Yahoo or the other search engines out there. So whenever they put in that question, and it has to do with insurance, Google now has an uh, has a, a an obligation and a responsibility to give them the best result. When they see that someone is searching in your town, they immediately Google's kind of in a in a problem here. They've got a conundrum. They've got these insurance agents in their town, and they need to make sure that they're delivering the best possible result to that client. So what they need is they need consistent information about what a business does. And I say consistent because that's a number that's a word you used, Eddie, and mm -hmm. that's a very very important word. Because spelling our, our, our agency name, JDC Insurance Group, and then listing it somewhere else as JDC Insurance Group LLP, and listing it somewhere else as JDC Insurance is not good. And in and, and Google's eyes, those are three separate entities. In a way, they're not, and Google knows they're not, but it makes them feel less comfortable knowing. 
letting let alone you have another agency down the road that is consistent they have a ton of citations they're listed in a ton of these directories they're all listed the same same address everything's spelt the same way it's consistent and it allows Google to say these people are about insurance now Eddie when I just said that what did I leave out and where was I wrong in the way that uh, by doing my own research over the years that's the way that I've kind of figured it out was I wrong is there anything to add well, the only thing to add, no, you were exactly right. The only thing to add is that rather than going and clicking each of those locations, you were talking about uh, Merchant um, uh, or Yelp or any of the others, mm -hmm. there are free websites to go to that you can put in your, um, the name of your, in this case, insurance agency, and it will search for you and tell you the different uh, uh web uh, the different uh, citations uh, online directories uh, and they'll tell you which ones have good information have consistent information have no information uh, and then you can use that free service now of course it's if you want them to uh, do the corrections for you they're gonna co it'll cost you money but it doesn't cost anything to be given this report and then if you want to take it upon yourself to go in and make those corrections, uh, then it's whatever your time is worth. Uh, one of the places I suggest is a website called um, Local Site Submit. Local Site, S I T E, submit.com. And uh, it works real well. Uh, but again, uh, deciding on whether to pay someone to do it for you. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I recommend that. Um, independent insurance agents do it anyway because a lot of them are possibly under the um, mistaken impression that the people that they are paying to do their websites are doing that for them <laughs> yes, they may be they may be unpleasantly surprised to see uh, the limitation of the services being given I'm not saying that the um, the uh, webmasters are cheating them they're doing what they said they'd do it's just that people especially when you don't really understand. People uh, tend to um, think that they're getting more. Um, and, and, it's, and it's rare that um, a webmaster would take someone by the hand and say, now please understand, this is what I'm doing for you, and this is what I'm not doing for you. Uh, it's just, it, it doesn't happen often. Right, and it's kind of similar to an insurance. I mean, there's no way that like people will say, well, you should have discussed that with them, Jason, um, so they didn't have a claim or they could have a gap. You know, it's impossible for me to sit down in the 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes, hour that I have a customer in front of me and explain to them every coverage and every limitation and everything. It's the very same thing with the web. I mean, they can do all the main things that you hear and you see and you have questions about, but it's impossible for them to list out because if they listed out all of the services number one you'd be bored to tears so you don't care and you may not be able to even afford it now here's one thing I want to throw out there for you and this is what I'm gonna do I haven't done it yet but this is what I'm gonna do so what I'm when I did this morning is I went and looked out on Fiverr f-i-v-e-r-r.com I use them a lot and so I have a whole team at grow that will do this for all of our grow agencies that we have but I always like to be kind of the guinea pig up front. And we've done some of these local listings for the um, uh, for our agencies. But one thing we want to do for mine, specifically with me just getting a new website and getting a new location, is I'm going to go to Fiverr. And I think for about 20 bucks out there, I can spell out and list the address and the name of my business and its city and everything the way exact way you want it, the, the phone numbers and everything. 
and you can pay them anywhere between twenty to thirty dollars and these people will go out and list you in about forty five to fifty places now I want to warn you when you do this, make sure you're using someone who has good reviews, make sure you kind of talk to them before, because majority of them out there are good people and they're going to go out and list you exactly like they're supposed to. The thing is you want to get a report from them showing that they did do it. But I'm, what I want you to know is, is sometimes one of our biggest downfalls as agents is we think that we need to do everything ourselves, and we don't. There's one thing you need to be doing. And that's running a, a profitable organization that's based on sales and retention. Did you notice that I didn't say anything about citations there? Did you notice <laughs> I didn't say anything about social media and websites? Your job is to run a profitable, ethical, um, and efficient sales and retention organization. And so sometimes if you think you have the skills and you have the time and you want to do it, that's fine. But also understand that there's people out there that can do this stuff for you for $20, $30, $40, $50. I mean, seriously, guys, that's, that's the commission of a motorcycle policy. But yet you're maybe wanting to spend two hours of your own time doing it. It doesn't make any sense. You know, that's exactly what I tell people in my classes, the independent insurance agents. I said, I'm showing you these things. But I want you to remember, you make your money by selling and servicing insurance. Mm -hmm. So, and if you're, you know, you should pay someone to do this. Um, but this helps you um, understand if you're getting what you think you're paying for. By the way, um, that's a great idea about Fiverr. Uh, I have an eight-page questionnaire in PDF on my website that. Uh, that anybody before they even go to either do those claim their listings and claim the citations or even ask someone at Fiverr to do it if they'll take the time and fill that uh, questionnaire out all of the information will be, will be consistent in every way so um, they're welcome to that eight-page PDF they can download it for free well, okay what's the name of the we have show notes so we're gonna put all this stuff in the show notes in the email they receive um, what what exactly should uh um, what, what, what's the URL? Agents, and that's plural, agentsfirst.org, A-G-E-N-T-S-F-I-R-S-T dot O-R-G. It's in the upper right-hand corner. Just click it and, um, and download it. I'm just going to tell you right there, everybody says, how can I be on the first page of Google? Guys, we just gave it to you. That's you, right. You could literally spend fifty to a hundred dollars of your own money, a little bit of time, not much at all. Have somebody else do it, and you are going to increase your chances of being um, on the first page by seventy-five to under hundred percent. Especially, especially, guys, this is so important for you listeners. Majority of your competition, like literally all of them, are not doing this. They're, they're, they don't even have any clue what a citation is. They're like you an hour ago when you thought that was a speeding ticket. Okay, Now you're educated what's going on. Go out and do this, and, and Google's going to love it. And they're gonna, Why are they going to love it? Because they're going to know who you are. And when they know who you are, they know that they can tell other people about you when they look for that specific advice, which is you. So we're going to move on now. I want to jump over to the second part of our conversation. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Eddie, about uh, the seven-pack versus the three-pack and Google search there? Oh, gosh, we could continue to talk about it forever because there is a lot more, but no, we, we're limited on time. Right. So let's go ahead and jump. Okay, so we're going to jump now over to Facebook marketing because this is one thing, if you guys all know, you guys all know, I shouldn't even have to say it, everybody calls me the Facebook guy, drives me, drives me bonkers, okay? I used to think it was cool back in 2010 and 2011. I don't anymore. And um, 
I gotta quit saying that because you know what happens, Eddie. Every time I say that, I get emails and I uh, on, and from people saying, "Hey, what's up, Facebook guy?" And I swear, <laughs> some people will only email me and just say that just because they want to jab at me. <laughs> Keep them coming, though, listeners. I love them. I love them. So, anyways, I want uh, um, Eddie tell us what you think about Facebook advertising and tell us why you think this is needed for agents. I've been talking about it for a year or so. I haven't been doing it as long as you have. Uh, and I was going to be, and, and I was teaching a, a class on internet marketing and social media a little over a month ago. In order to prove my point, I ran a Facebook ad for 10 days leading up to the convention and found that it is easy, it is effective, and the return on investment is fantastic. Because with Facebook advertising, you can, uh, in fact, uh, the biggest uh, the biggest obstacle is figuring out the profile of the specific target market, uh, whatever person you're going after. Because uh, Facebook has um, so much information about everyone in a given area. So you mentioned motorcycle a moment ago. I actually used that example um, in... Um, in Atlanta uh, last month, uh, I, t- I had a, a Hispanic insurance agent there, and I asked him, I said, um, do you sell motorcycle insurance? He said, yes. I went in and showed them right there that, and I said, by the way, how would you like for it to only be people who, who speak only Spanish? And come to find out, within a... Uh, 10 mile radius of his very small town in uh, Atlanta. It's called Lawrenceville, Georgia. There are 7,900 people on Facebook who own motorcycles who speak only Spanish. And his ad could appear in the news feed for pennies and only pay whenever someone clicked his uh, his ad and by the way that gets uh, that's one of the things that I keep stressing about uh, any type of advertising but uh, uh, Facebook especially uh, wherever they go has got to be a a landing page a a sub page that has content that is very compelling that answers the question and has a call to action I encourage your listeners to take a look at their websites and see. Uh, in fact, maybe even ask uh, someone who's not involved if there's anything very compelling about their website or their web, the uh, sub pages. And if they're not, well, I suggest they take another look at it. But Facebook can deliver your message on specific insurance products and services to a very targeted market for pennies. Start it when you want to, stop when you want to. I run three dollar a day budget budget ads and get great results. So um, the cost per click. Uh, looking in your Facebook ads, what is your cost per click? Uh, the one I did on uh, average. Uh, on average, thirty eight cents for a click. Thirty eight cents. Okay. And then, do you ever do any of? Okay. So time out. Time out. Time out. Sorry, we're getting ready to geek out here, Eddie, and we got listeners that are going, huh? Um, so, so there's two ways that you can advertise on Facebook. There's one by cost per click, which we call PCP or PPC, excuse me. And then we also have cost per M CPM, which would be, um, cost per thousand. 
So it would be a thousand times that Facebook would show your ad and they don't call them ads, they call them impressions, but we call them ads because that's what you guys understand. So they would show it a thousand times or, and then they would charge you a certain per, um, amount of pennies or someone clicks on it, they would charge you a certain amount of pennies. So you can see here that there's two different ways. Now, which one do you use the most, Eddie? Oh, I use the um, uh, cost per click. Okay. Um, to give you an example, the, um, the, the example I used leading up to that convention, I targeted only independent insurance agents within a 50-mile radius of the hotel where the convention was being held. In 10 days, my ad, which actually was an invitation to the convention, uh, my ad was, had 21,000 impressions meaning that that uh, ad appeared 21,000 times in 10 days. I had 427 clicks, which meant that uh, 427 in independent insurance agents were interested enough to click the ad. And the entire ad cost me $168. So... Um, Okay. You can do you can do the math, and if you want to do uh, uh, for impression, I mean I didn't pay by impression, but uh, but that's less than a half a cent every time my ad was seen. And why don't you compare that with yellow pages or or print or or even postcards for that matter, uh, direct mail? Uh, there's uh, uh, there, there's no comparison at this point in time. No, there isn't any comparison. Now now here's the reason why this is. Uh just like this is the what we call the Wild West out there is because everybody's doing it their own way. So Eddie uses cost per click. I use cost per thousand. I'd say 90% of the time I use cost per thousand, which means every thousand times they show my ad. And according to Facebook, um, I'm gonna I'm actually um, Anna's listening to this this podcast and I want uh, I want to put a screen um, shot of actually my Facebook lifetime ads on there. And this is just for JDC, this isn't for Grow. But I think I've done around a little over 19 million um, impressions. And I think that my cost per thousand, I believe, is around 23 cents. And my cost per click is probably around 28, maybe 30 cents. It's about where you are, Eddie. Mm -hmm. So I try to explain to people that uh, now there's two different things, though. Got to understand the algorithm behind Facebook. So, if, so by Eddie doing the cost per click, Facebook is going to show this to people that are going to click on this as opposed of to, to because that's how they make their money as opposed to the cost per thousand when you're paying that way that's more of an impression that's more of hey I'm trying to get that's what I would consider more of a general a general awareness ad okay? would it be uh, would it be branding would you call that branding that would be branding first of all I believe all of it is branding and marketing I think if you want to use sales in Facebook that's a completely different thing in my opinion but yes I would call that branding that would just be more general awareness that would be like a billboard that would be like a um, a newspaper ad I mean if, if there's any Anybody out there that still is putting ads in newspapers and expecting and thinking that you're getting an ROI, like you're getting a return off of that, you're really not. What you're doing is you're putting it out there in the newspaper so that you can actually just be seen in your top of people's mind. That's what that's the way that I use Facebook a lot for. Now, for my other 10, 20% that I do, the, the, the cost per click, I do that for more of my niche. So I'm going to go after tow truck drivers. I'm going to go after um, uh, high value uh, homes. I'm going to go after that. Now let, me, now, now, let me stop here for a minute. This is just me, Eddie, and this is my impression. It's not as easy to convert the lead 
as it used to be. Back in 2010, 2011, well, actually, that, that's not true. In 2010, I didn't make a dime. My first like 14 months on Facebook, I didn't make a dime. I was growing my, my Facebook page galore, but I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And then I started to figure out this stuff because I had a consultant, the Project Cap, which is now Trusted Choice, actually hired a consultant and took me by my hand for five months in the middle of 2011 and showed me how to use this stuff. And man, from 2011 to probably 2012, 2013, Holy cow, I was making some cash. I think right now I've I've got to look at my I did my numbers as of 6-1 for uh, for a show that I did in the San Antonio, but I believe I'm a little over 230,000 I believe in total commission revenue just from Facebook. But that's from personal lines, that's commercial lines, and that is life. So that's just not personal lines. And that is new business and renewal. Okay, so those are renewals. And what's also amazing is is my my ads, my 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 people that I get off of Facebook, my my the clients that I find, or the prospects, I'm sorry, I, I have a high, high, high ninety some percent retention as opposed to I have a low 90% retention with the rest of my book which I think is amazing because you know I say to people all the time Eddie see here we go on Facebook advertising now I'm just going to start ranting and I promise I'll stop <laughs> but here's the thing that people don't understand is that when we sometimes go into a phone book even when we go into Google we are usually finding somebody in, as a cold lead that's really kind of it is. They're putting their name in, or they're putting insurance into Google, or they're looking up eyes in the phone book. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying that anymore. No one does that. But anyways, you 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 put it into the Google, and you see a list there, and they select select one, maybe based on some reviews, maybe they think they've seen your name or whatever. But on Facebook, when someone connects with you, they're connecting you to where that is actually a warm referral. So we have cold online leads and then we have warm online referrals. And I think that's the difference. So my conversion rate today is much lower than it used to be. But the, but, and what I mean conversion rate, by them seeing my ad actually clicking through and taking an action. But I will tell you the conversion rate is lower than it used to be. But my success rate on those ads or on those people who do convert is through the roof like I'm almost guaranteed to write their business. I mean, it's that much. But today we get anywhere between about two to five leads off of Facebook where we used to get about five to ten. But let me also tell you this. I haven't ran a Facebook ad for JDC Insurance Group probably in around nine to ten months. Um, so I've boosted some minor posts, but I have not driven direct ads to it. And the reason being, I can't take on any more business. My producers are, are loaded, I'm loaded, I'm now having to run an organization that I didn't think I'd ever have to run, that's growing unbelievably, we're getting ready to acquire agencies, and so we've kind of shut off the Facebook ads. But amazingly so, we still get two to five um, prospects that come in and contact us through Facebook messaging, they'll text us, they'll call us, they'll say, I say, I saw you on Facebook. So sorry about that. So, <laughs> well, so Jay, Jason, since you have more business than you need. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, I'm going to give if if I if I may, I want to give a piece of uh, advice, and you don't have to heed this, but I hope that your listeners do. And here's here's what it is, uh, and this this is tying into Facebook, but it's actually going a little further. Um, have you in any of your podcasts uh, uh, told uh, your listeners how to set up YouTube channels? No, I have not ever in my no. Okay. I have not. All right. Well, all right. Setting up a YouTube channel 
in the name of your agency is free. Mm-hmm. Just, okay, so go to YouTube and follow the instructions. Here's the, uh, here's the tip. When you have a satisfied customer in front of you, on the other side of your desk, take your smartphone, ask the person, would they mind giving a 10 or 15 second uh, referral? Just like uh, whatever they would have said to a, to a friend uh, talking about your service. And, um, and it would be something along the lines of, I think Jason Cast and his folks are the best insurance agents in town. Something like that. You take that uh, video that you've captured with your smartphone, and you you can add a you can tweak it a little bit, but you send it to you upload it to YouTube, and then here's the secret: you send the link to the to the video to the person that you took the video of. Now, because the vast majority of people have never seen their face in a YouTube video. You tell me, what are the odds that they're going to share that with everyone in their social media? Hey, look at me. Do you believe they're going to share it? Mm-hmm. All right. And what they're going to be sharing is to their friends, they're, they're, they're going to have their face and their voice telling everyone how great Jason Cass and his folks are at taking care of that person's insurance needs. And it's entirely free, and it is absolutely the best referral um, method going. And that's my advice. And I love that. And I love that. And I love that. I love that. I love that. And you know, um, and you could even ask for permission um, to use it on your um, because obviously they know that you're going to put it on your YouTube. Just make sure they know. Hey, you know, I'm going to use it. But would you mind if I put it on my Facebook as well? See, sometimes. Uh, one thing that, that's a little unknown secret, Eddie, you know this already, um, but to listeners, why he's got my brain thinking is is that if you take a video and you put it on YouTube and then you share it on Facebook, or if you just take that video and not only put it on YouTube because it needs to go there, but also upload it directly to Facebook, you're gonna more people are going to see it when it's directly uploaded to Facebook because Facebook does not want to send somebody out of their system. They don't want to send somebody out of Facebook into YouTube. Do they every day? Yes. But that's why we're starting to see a lot of native video right there on on Facebook. You're seeing it actually injected right into Facebook because Facebook's saying, "Hey, this is a video somebody can watch and they're going to stay right in here." So it only makes sense that they're, you know, they're grooming their own their own stuff. And if you can uh, if you can believe what what we read, uh, the Facebook videos are now outpacing YouTube videos. Uh-huh. As far as views are concerned, and by the way, you you also mentioned something that I forgot to uh, tell. You video the person asking the person permission to use their video. You do that part of it, and then you save the original, but you clip that out. Uh, when, uh, so just yeah, just for uh, because of this, the world we live in, it's always best to um, uh, to capture a person agreeing that you can use that. And then, and then, like I say, you can keep the original, trim it out, and uh, post it out there. So, Eddie, as a um, as a uh, as a person who's been in the business a long time, person that's got a, a bunch of life experiences, um, are you a reader? Yes, I am. All right, you know, uh, readers are leaders, and leaders are readers. 
<laughs> so, Eddie, tell me what you're reading right now, or something that you uh, that you think that the leadership or the listeners should listen to. Well, last week, I uh, I was able to read a book. I could not put it down from well, cover to cover in just slightly over an hour. It's called "Customer Service is Just Foreplay." Boom! And I didn't even pay you to say that, Eddie. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Well, no, well, no, that is, no. In all in all truth, hand on the Bible. That is the last book that I have read um, recently. So I haven't started a new one, but that is the very last book I read. And yes, I did read it uh, cover to cover. Well, fantastic, fantastic. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I've oh, absolutely. I love it. Put my heart and soul to it. I changed the name three times, about quit five. And uh, if it wasn't for my wife and some of my close friends, I probably would have given up many times. It was, tell you what, Eddie, I tell people all the time, besides quitting smoking cigarettes, that was one of the toughest damn things I've ever done in my life is write a book. Oh, putting, putting, a, your thoughts, putting your thoughts into print. You know, you and I could talk all day long. Mm-hmm. But uh, putting your thoughts into a cohesive, oh, uh, uh, readable uh, format is um, <laughs> tough. The closest thing I can give it to you guys out there is when you're on the, if you're any golfers, you're on the 13th or 14th hole, you're, you know, you're, you got $100 or so on the line, it's 97 degrees out, you're sweating, you're starting to lose grips of your clubs, and you're just grinding through, and you just know, I got to get through this, and you're just grinding that's what it's like writing a book. I swear. I mean, it was just, it was just. I wanted to give up so many times. You can only. Re- I've literally, Eddie. I know you've read the book, and I know a lot of people have. I've literally read that book almost three hundred times. Because when you're <laughs> editing, you have to do that, and after a while, you're like, oh my god, I don't even care anymore, you know. But, uh, but I appreciate you giving a shout out for that. And if you haven't had a chance, Eddie, please do leave me a review. I think that'll be awesome. Right. But, but Eddie, your time has been greatly appreciated. We've learned a lot on the Google Plus. You have no idea. I'm not the Google. Plus, I keep saying that on Google search and Google local results. Um, also, keep in mind, a lot of you should have a Google Plus page out there. So you, what you need to do is you need to go out and claim that Google Plus page. And then when usually when you claim that Google Plus page, they'll also just give you a YouTube channel automatically. They just kind of set it up. You just have to go out there and claim it on YouTube, just like, uh, just like Eddie did as well. Why do we need a Google Plus page, Jason? No one's out there. Well, first of all, Google Plus page is usually your business local page, which is what people so they send you to sometimes when they click on the, the local search results. The other thing about it is, is that if you take your, your, your content, your blogging, your, your, any kind of information that has to do with insurance, and you turn it over and you give it to Google, that is a way that Google can say, hey, this person's about insurance. So when they see that you're writing about insurance, when they see that in local search you're in all of these citations about insurance, when they see that you have videos that are based on insurance, when they scrub through um, the uh, the content inside Facebook and they see you have a great Facebook presence with and talking about insurance, when you're sharing your blog posts and they're on insurance, when they see your website is uh, meta-tagged and described to Google and indexed as insurance, do you see how comfortable you start making Google feel to say when someone puts What's in Centralia Insurance? Boom, JDC Insurance. Now I gotta tell you, I'm just gonna tell you, we're number four on this search result. That's why I'm like obsessed with this because I've worked hard to be at number four and number three and number two. Right now I'm at number four, so I'm not being shown in the top three. But if you search Centralia Insurance or Centralia Insurance or Insurance 62801, however you do it. We are listed number one and number two in the search results. Number one is my website, and number two is my Facebook page, and I'm pushing all the others out of the way. And actually, I get some pretty good agents here in town, but that's the power of what you need to do. Keep, 
Eddie, you want to close it up by saying anything? Well, I just wanted to say that you've, you, you keep urging, and rightly so, for them to go claim their Google listing. All they need to do is type in their browser, Google My Business, and follow the instructions. There you go. Yep, that's exactly right. Eddie. Thank you for the honor, Jason. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you coming down. We always love you Southern folk coming on. You guys always have these great little accents, and you're oh so nice, Eddie. So, <laughs> Eddie, I do appreciate it. Uh, I do appreciate you taking your time. You've got a lot of things to do. You do a lot of uh, run a lot of great organizations, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because agents are getting better, and it's people like yourself that are helping the forward momentum go forward and us make the and keep this the best industry God ever created. So, thanks, Eddie. Thank you. So this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, also known as as Grow Podcast. And one other thing I want to throw out there that I was supposed to say at the beginning, Anna's telling me that I need to say this more, is that we have a membership called the Insurance Agent Mastermind. And it's a membership site that we have 63 agents a part of right now. Um, and it is a paid site. It's $74 a month for you to be a part of it. Um, not only do we have a closed Facebook group, and you can also call me and get one-on-one services, but our one-on-one help um, in any any even people on the grow team but also we have a meeting every um uh, every second and fourth thursday at 10 central standard time where we actually meet online and we have speakers come on and we share different events and we do a lot of things but here's the thing if you look in the show notes or in the email message of of this uh podcast you're going to see a little link all you got to do is click it put in your name and your email address and i'm going to give you free 60 days you're going to get full membership you're going to get the membership sites all the videos that you can learn about facebook Google Plus, LinkedIn, email marketing that we've uh, compiled, created, and taught by other insurance agents. You're also going to get access to the mastermind group. You're going to also get um, access to the meetings. Um, It's an unbelievable thing, and I got to tell you, in in the... Two and a half years we've been doing this now. I've only had three people ever leave the group. Everybody pays because everybody stays because everybody gets a lot of money out of it. So just go to it and hit the click the 60 day membership. You can get it for free um, for 60 days, and it'll and you'll be get you'll be put in a campaign that you'll be getting all the messaging and it'll walk you through everything. But this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, and here we go. Roll the music because we are out. <laughs>